The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, and coming back to the podcast, we've been off for the last you know few weeks since the regular season ended. Um, so on this podcast, we're just catching up on some of the coaching news. Uh, luckily, no major coaching news because the Lions actually had a successful year, so not too many people gone, although people like do Staley and stuff. We'll get into all that. And then we'll just uh, be previewing the Super Bowl a little bit. Kansas City, Philadelphia, in Arizona should be a great one. We, have some, we talk about some Super Bowl props, uh, some of the players to look out for, and then give our ever-famous, of course, pre Dictions. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool Aid. It's time for a Super Bowl podcast. Blue Kool Aid drinkers, we are back, baby. We are back, and it's the first time we're back since the end of the regular season, where the Lions had that big victory in Lambo to knock the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs and the Lions to get over the 500 mark for the first time in a few years, go to nine and eight and build up all the momentum for the next Super Bowl run. But right now on this episode, we'll be talking about this upcoming Super Bowl and reacting to some of the coaching news that we've, uh, haven't had a chance to discuss in the past couple of weeks. But before we do introduce the Bukule crew that is here. So we got UJ. That's me. Hey, Lions fans. <laughs> and then Rudd dog. Yo. All right. So, um, man, we, we have a, a few things to talk about, uh, in regards to the Lions coaching. Uh, yeah. first of all, the big news, uh, to start is that Deuce Staley is not staying yeah. around. Um, unfortunately he, he is going to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it, it appears related to a couple of things. Uh, it's hard to tell what, it, what it's more related to. Um, but Frank Reich got hired there as the new head coach. And Deuce Staley, uh, he, I mean, he, he, one of the reasons he came to Lions because he got the associate head coach, uh, label. But I think he, he's realizing he needs to be a coordinator of some sort. So I, I do think he has a chance to be an offense coordinator there potentially. Now they haven't specifically laid out what his role will be there yet. Um, but also, I guess his, it's his mother, I believe, right, UJ, that has uh, some yeah, health his issues. Mother was ill, and uh, he wants her. to be close to her. And the Lions released him so that he could uh, be closer to his mom, who's ailing. So it was a nice move uh, from the Lions. I think, I think they appreciate everything Deuce did, did for him. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think it was just a classy move by the Lions organization. But, uh, Hard to hype family if you stop a man from going to take care of his mama. Exactly. Bottom line is we dropped the yeah. deuce. You know, lines. No. Oh man. <laughs> Are you the one that said that in chat? I, I want to give Craig regret too to counter use that one. I, I couldn't uh, help that one. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> My memory doesn't go back that far. So. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So yes, Deuce Staley moves on. So the Lions and go out and get a guy named Scotty Montgomery yeah. uh, from the Indianapolis Colts. He um, 
is a highly respected uh, running backs coach. Obviously, the running backs in uh, Indianapolis the past few years have been very, very good. Um, he's been around for a while. He, he he's also he was also around um, Denver for a year. Uh, but th- that was uh, I'm sorry, that was his playing years. Uh, he was hired to coach receivers in Pittsburgh, uh, and one of the players that he coached that year was Antoine Randall L, our yeah. wide receivers coach currently. Mm. Um, so he, he's been around for a while, but highly respected, especially with his work, um, with the Indianapolis Colts the last couple of years as a running backs coach, especially coaching the lead running back in the NFL and rushing yards, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so that, that's a, you know, if, if you're going to lose a, a top guy, uh, you know, it sounds like we got a pretty good replacement yeah. at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, it looks good to me. I mean, for everything I read, so I got to trust the, the organization for doing the right thing. Well, let's go on to the next one, Z. Who else did we get? Do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? No, I, I love you. I did Run Dog. Run Dog, do you have any opinion about the running backs, Coach, before we move on? <laughs> oh, well, uh, it first of all, sucked to lose Deuce. That was a bummer because, you know, it just is what it is. But, uh, yeah, no, this guy sounds solid. Uh, I don't know if he'll match Deuce's energy, but I have a feeling this next guy we're about to talk about is going to uh, fill some of that energy gap. In, uh, Are you talking about a guy named Dre Bly, a familiar oh, name yeah. uh, from yeah. the Lions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about him. How about it? I, I, didn't, I didn't even know Dre Bly was on the radar for the coaching circle. I completely, It completely went over my head that he was the current cornerbacks coach in North Carolina. You don't um, know I'm, who all the cornerback coaches in college are? <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I know. I'm disappointed <laughs> myself, too. Um, 11 years in the NFL. Uh, made the Pro Bowl with the Lions at cornerback. He also played for the Rams for three years, uh, the Broncos for a couple, 49ers for one end of his career. But, uh, I mean, just a, a very good uh, career in the NFL. And he won the Super Bowl with the Rams, too. So he has yeah. that experience. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know how much of it was on him, but the, the North Carolina Tar Heels are one of the worst passing defenses in the entire country. Uh, <laughs> but North Carolina also runs a really fast-paced offense, so you're going to give up more yards naturally when you play that type of uh, game plan on offense. Right. He was a fun but, player uh, to watch. I'll I, tell so you I don't that. know if that's a concern, but clearly uh, he's a guy that has a lot of NFL experience, and that fits right in with the Dan Campbell uh, co- coaching hires, uh, getting yeah. former players in the <clears> building. Right. He said he thinks that's one of the reasons Campbell hired him is because of his passion. He says he's very passionate, a relational guy that, you know, they they don't just tell players what to do, but they can show them because they've been there and they've done it. And I think that continues the trend that Campbell's on, hiring these ex-players. And so far, it's really worked. I can't fault him for his his philosophy. And and, uh, keep doing it, man. And it seems to be working. I think you're going to see a lot more. People copying us, believe it or not, in this league, what's going on. I mean, we haven't won the Super Bowl yet, but I think you're already seeing people that are liking what we're doing here in Detroit. So, yeah, look for more of that. Yeah, I like, too, that it's not just a former player, but it's a former Lions player. Like, I like yeah. already that's, like, the case with their head coach. I like bring in more guys. Like, start, like, a whole new way of looking at, like, NFL players almost, like, I have a feel like you're right, UJ. Like, could like like what if they start like recruiting out of like college, out of the not out of the league for like developmental prospects for the you know what I mean? Like, 
you're about to retire, man. What have you thought about coaching yet? Like, you want to come help us be a? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean, though. Like, but you're, you're there's something to it. I, I obviously there's that shared experience. So there's it just makes sense. I don't think it always guarantees success by any means. No, but there's something to it. Yeah, because just because you, you play the game doesn't mean you absolutely can coach it. You know, but it, there is right. there is still a skill to coaching, which I hopefully these guys possess. You know, if you have the shared experience on top of that and the passion to go with it, then uh, that's just a bonus, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, And one more coaching hire uh, we should mention. A guy by the name of uh, Steve Hyden, former Cardinals tight ends coach. Uh, He's had various roles in the Cardinals organization the last 10 years. He was hired by the Lions. The Lions have a tight end coach named Tanner Engstrand. Yeah. Um, but he was also the passing game coordinator last year for the Lions. Um, and it seems like this hire means, and UJ and I were talking right before uh, we, we went live here. It seems like Tanner actually is not getting demoted. It seems like a slight promotion for him. Like he, Ben Johnson, the way things are trending, will be a head coach next year if things keep going in the direction that they are in the organization. And they seem to be grooming this guy to be the next offensive coordinator, potentially, which goes also in line with t- Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, being former tight end uh, coaches, <laughs> transitioning yeah. into offensive coordinator role. <laughs> I love it. Start grooming. the in- yeah. Build your guys from inside st- so you don't have to recruit outsiders. What's do, you, do you think there's something with a, that a tight ends coach being a good offensive coordinator? Is that because they are involved in like pretty much every part of the offense besides? You think they're the grooming him? You think they're grooming him for the, the OC job? See, T- Tanner Angstrand? Well, yeah, he's a guy. But uh, I thought you were talking about the other guy they had just hired in the, the tight end coach, Steve Hyden. No, I, I, I think they're, I think they're uh, grooming Tanner Angstrand. Oh yeah, okay, the, I agree. Yeah. I, I misunderstood you. Our current tight ends coach. Yeah. Right. And I don't know much about him, but I'm sure we'll learn more uh, you know, as we go on here. But I just wanted to mention all those coaching hires. Uh, I should also mention Aaron Glenn. Uh, he is out of the Cardinals head coaching. He is one of the final three or four candidates, uh, but he is he's not a finalist there anymore. But as we currently speak, he's still a finalist for the Colts head coach job. Yeah. But the Colts, I think, are waiting until after the Super Bowl maybe to make their hire. Uh, whether it's an Eagles offense coordinator, um, Shane something, I can't remember, Steichen, uh, I believe is his name. Uh, basically, if they haven't hired him yet, they're, they're waiting for somebody else that is on one of the two yeah, uh, coaching staffs in the Super Bowl. Because well, th- there's no other reason to wait, <laughs> it seems. so. Yeah, I just want to say one last comment on the coaching thing. You know, every year, you, you can't stay the same in the NFL. Remember the one year we, we were with, uh, who was coaching us at the time? I can't remember, but we, we liked our team and we decided to basically stay pat with our team. And the next year we just fell flat on our faces. There, there has to be new blood injected every year into teams, not just players, but I think in coaching staff too. So right. here we got three or four new faces with the coaching staff. We're going to have who knows how many new players on this team next year, probably, you know, 10, 11 guys. But, but I think it's the nature of the thing. And, I, and you have to keep that fresh blood coming, man. You have to keep it coming. And I think it, this will only help our coaching staff in the long run. Especially if we if Campbell's building a great organization like he's building right now, a place where people want to come to to play and to coach. Uh, 
yeah, it, it's just I mean, nothing but good for this team. A little fresh blood can't hurt, man. So absolutely, and plus, like, it's Dan Campbell's going to be like the mainstay. Not you know everything under him right. is going to shift and sway because that's just the nature of how these you know a team works. But like, he's as long as he's there and he's consistent. He he should have no problem switching out underlings and new people because that's what happens in the NFL, right? Absolutely. All right, so that's the on the coaching front. Um, but let's shift gears a little bit, shall we? Um, okay. And let's talk about the Pro Bowl really quick. I I unfortunately mm-hmm. was moving and things of that nature. I did not get a chance to really indulge at all in the Pro Bowl events. I heard good things. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched or do you have anything to highlight. I, I only saw Amon Ra jumping in the pool and making some cool catches, and I think he won the best catch. <laughs> he did. He did. See the pool one. I'll give my quick commentary on it because I actually did watch most of it, and I haven't watched a Pro Bowl in years because it's just been so dreck, so awful. <laughs> and uh, and I just happened to be home bumming around, not doing anything that day. I was sitting on a couch, and I just had it on. And it kind of, at first, I was kind of, eh, this is stupid, you know. But then as it uh, went on, I started enjoying it a little more and more and seeing how they tied in these competitions into the final score of the game and stuff. And it was actually fun watching a lot more fun than the past Pro Bowls. You know, they throw a little entertainment in there, bring a band on, they, they do these different competitions and all counts toward the final score at the end. And the, and the flag football was actually not too bad. So I think all in all, it was, is way better than anything they'd done in the past. I'm not saying it's a must watch yet, <laughs> but but it was far better than it has been in the past. So I think they went the right direction. With and the I think they had forty thousand people watching the flag football or something around there. Was that. A lot like of people a full, there. There was whole a crowd watching there. a flag football game. So. Yeah, I, I think moving away from a, a, any pretension of a real game was the right call. Like, hey, but these let me guys t- aren't there to put their body on the line for like a glorified popularity contest. Like, no, you're right. You, you know what I mean? But hey, listen, listen though. When they when they get in there playing their flag football, they, they want to win too. So it's just like us going out there playing in the you know turkey bowl or whatever. You know we want to win, <laughs> and so they sure. start getting a little serious. You know, you know it's not yeah, but it's not line. tackle football. I mean, no, it's, it's... not. But still, they, they're competitive guys and they want to win, and it's it's kind of fun. That's all. Nothing no, more. I like it. I Nothing like more. that they got them competing, just not. You know, pretending to do a really lazy game or something, and then watch, right. watching the Manning brothers go against each other was really fun. Uh, them coaching, trying to coach the other one. Wasn't Pete Davidson there for some reason? On the- I don't know why that then, guy is. For some anywhere. reason, Amon Ross St. Brown <laughs> had his tattoo on his arm on his a bicep. real tattoo. Yeah, it I wasn't real. So. You could see like the whole like peel or whatever. But I was like, I don't like. I'm with you, UJ. I don't understand this mystique around. Nobody Pete does. Davidson. He no. has this weird, like, like I hear people who will talk about him with like this level of reverence, and I'm like, why? He's who like one of the he? ugliest like, dudes around. He wasn't <laughs> funny on Saturday like, Live, but he he dates the most beautiful women, man. Like he, he I don't know how Kate Beck. That's what he's known for he's, dating people. I don't know it's, how though. Like, yeah, I don't know how he came. up. Anyways, here. yeah, he's whatever. Let's move on. Enough on him. <laughs> All right. Like, so let's get to this All Super right. Bowl really quick. We're just going to be breaking down the Super Bowl, uh, and there's some quick thoughts uh, to wrap up the second half of the podcast here. So, did you guys uh, watch the AFC NFC Championship games? Yeah, they were. Well, one yeah. was extremely boring and like an and uh, 
an exhibition game, really, essentially for the Eagles, uh, yeah. going against a fourth string quarterback and Josh Johnson, uh, Josh Johnson, who's like played for half the NFL teams. Unbelievable. He's, he's, um, yeah. But it was a it was one of the worst NFC cha- conference championship games you'll ever watch. It was terrible. well, Hassan Reddick just broke the game right out the door by just breaking Purdy, and then <laughs> yeah, it was just all downhill from there. He was he went off in that game. He did. He had a great game. But uh, yeah, he he's had a great year uh, for them. What a what a signing by them. Yeah, and I hope the Lions can maybe go get someone like that. Uh, free agency this upcoming year. Um, but anyways, uh, so blowout there. But then the Chiefs, uh, Bengals had some of the wild stuff going on in that game, including repeating a third down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I don't think you'll have. Like, I've never seen the announcers. Never saw. Um, yeah. It was a really bizarre play. Um, it, it, but actually, the Bengals sacked him anyways in the next play. But still, there was some very questionable officiating in that game. If I was a Bengals fan, I'd be livid. <laughs> oh, no kidding! It was horrible. Um, you know, but it's been bad. Look what it did kept the Lions out of the playoffs. If you look at that Seattle game, I, I think the NFL still oh, yeah, has no, problems certainly. with officiating, and uh, they really do need to address it. That's why there's all this talk about that, you know, it's fixed. They want certain teams to win. Because you know why? Because it looks that way. It just does. Yes. So whether they're trying to or not, oh, yeah. it, it doesn't, it's not a good look. Leanna. It happens every year, though. I know. There's no shortage of evidence for the conspiracy. And most of the time, theory. if you just swallow, you know, no, just don't throw the flag, people are generally more happy. Like, but these refs just love to throw the flag. Yeah, like that roughing the punter in that Seattle Rams game oh, is just ridiculous. God. Like, no need to throw the flag. Nope. But they. Just, I'm, I'm imagining the like, the guy who just didn't throw the flag in that Saints game when like that pass interference. Yes, yes, yes. I'll be like, this guy gets it right here. See, I didn't throw the flag. Didn't yeah. you just want that? Hey, but one call they did make. I'm right. talking about like these fifty-fifty one. Yeah, but the one call they did make right was the. Uh, uh, out of bounds, hitting uh, Mahomes late. Unfortunately, that was just a right call, and God, it cost it. I was rooting for Cincinnati in that game, and uh, yeah, but that was actually the right. That was one of the few right calls. I said game. that. That's what I said. It's it was the, actually oh, okay, the right okay. call, and uh, yeah, but man, oh, that guy yeah. has to feel like fucking dog shit uh, after that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he does. I, but, I uh, feel bad man. for him. I was mad at him at first, but then I felt bad for him. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So that leads us into this game: Chiefs, Eagles. Eagles one and a half point favorites. The over under is fifteen and a half. So they're expecting a fair amount of points in this one. Uh, who do you guys like off the bat? I mean, the Eagles. You got Sue and Slay back on the same defense. How about yeah, that? Probably. Um, I think the Eagles have the better roster overall. I think they probably have the best roster in football this yep. year. Oh yeah, but. Um, the best yeah, quarterback on the other oh, side. So yes. it's like they're always in any game. And it's like, I mean, they're not like a, just a, you know, hapless team on defense or anything either. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, you know, it's that offensive line for the Eagles. It's so good. I just don't know. That could be the difference maker. If they can just dominate and that, like, how do you stop all the weapons of the Eagles? I don't know. I don't know if the Chiefs defense is up to that task. The Chiefs defense has been pretty solid this year, though. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying that's pro- that's one of the best, maybe the best and, offensive line in the entire league. Yeah. And you got all the weapons I'm, with. 
I'm the Chiefs, saying. the Chiefs do have the best defensive player in the game, though. That Jones, too, Chris Jones, oh, Chris Jones is, is an absolute monster. Beast. He's a monster. He is he so is much fun to watch. So good. <laughs> he is so good. Yeah. But that being Aaron said, Aaron Donald esque in terms of his impact from the inside. Oh yeah. Uh, that being said, not the, quite he, Aaron Donald level, but yeah. close. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he is a beast. They they have the you have the double team him constantly, uh, which frees up the rest of the team. Um, but you know when you I I do think the Chiefs have a quarterback edge here. So oh, definitely a big difference. Edge. And, and he said two more weeks to heal up that ankle. Um, he has this is his third Super Bowl now already, uh, which is he he's ridiculously good. But he is, but that's also another thing, though. The, the Eagles have a very good defense, and I just think, I think overall it's going to be a tough game because both teams have a lot going for them. But mm-hmm. I, I understand why the edge is slightly in the Eagles, just because I think overall they're the the most deep, well rounded roster. Yeah, well, you guys might. And not, I, I think another, you guys might not agree with me on that one, but uh, Eagles are just gonna they're gonna win this handily. They're gonna who? win this by at least two scores. Uh, who is? Who? Eagles. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles are going to just Ooh. dominate this Repeat game. that again, UJ? The Eagles will dominate this oh. game. They will hmm. dominate this game, win by at least two scores. Wouldn't surprise It's going to turn into a boring Super Bowl, and the Eagles are going to win it going <laughs> away. Oh, gosh. You well, know, thanks for being boring and jumping two segments ahead, UJ. Did so I do I that? appreciate that. Did I do that? Our Super Bowl prediction. Oh, I thought that's what we were talking yes. about. <laughs> I mean, it's fine uh, if you think it's a blowout, and you know. Well, um, you. But, <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, the Chiefs have played a lot of close games all year. Uh, the Eagles have not been tested in like a month. Uh, what they 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 were playing a, a Giants team that was resting all their starters, a, a 49ers team that looked like just completely hapless and useless without a quarterback that was. Like functional, basically. They had to weather the fury of that defense, who was trying to take the entire game on its back. I mean, those penalties certainly helped, but like, I mean, that's a tough defense, and they managed to, you know, handle it pretty well. Yeah, I, I just don't think this. I mean, the this Eagles team uh, did not look good at the end of the regular season, and hasn't really been tested uh, in, the, in two games in the playoffs so far. Um, so. I think there's something to that. The Chiefs got through a much harder AFC. I thought the AFC was much stronger than the NFC this year. And them coming out on top, I think, has something to do. Also, the Super Bowl experience, I think there is something to that because there's a lot more rest and stuff like that in the Super Bowl, uh, especially at halftime, that does not happen during the regular season. That's unique for the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl halftime is like 30 minutes long. A normal halftime is 15. That's a long time to rest and recharge. You could take a shower and maybe even a quick nap uh, in in between (laughs) for how long that halftime is. Um, Unless the power goes out, then it's an even longer halftime, like the Ravens 49ers one with the Beyonce halftime uh, cutting all the power out. (laughs) Um, But nonetheless, is there any Super Bowl props you guys like? I'll, or I'll ask you. Uh, co- heads or tails? You tails. Know? Tails. Tails. Mm, I, I go heads. But I might go tails this year because heads, as uh, our producer Kid J said, has uh, won four of the last five. So Tails never fails. It always fails is what I said. Tails <laughs> always fails. Nope. 
No. Uh, but I might be going I Tesla with you actually this year. Uh, just because. Give us another one, Z. I mean, I'm going to tell you my favorite prop in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you have to go, it's, the juice is a little heavy on it, but uh, Quinn, Quez Watkins under one and a half receptions. This guy has uh, what? two catches only like three times all year. Uh, and more, most recently, hasn't even had it in the last eight games. Um, he's had like injuries. And I think with this being the Super Bowl, Devonta Smith and AJ Brown um, and Dale Scott are again, get all the targets. And Quez Watkins might get like one quick screen or like uh, a two minute drill catch, uh, like four yards out. But Quez Watkins under one and a half receptions. That's the Super Bowl bet. That under is the best Super Bowl uh, bet. prop bet you'll get. Under. <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna go with he's gonna score the game-winning touchdown. That's great yeah, as long as it's his only one. catch of the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Z, how many? Good what's for the, him if he does that. What's the bet for uh, Kelsey? How many catches? Under, over, under for Kelsey catches? Ten, fifteen. Oh, yeah. Travis Kelsey. I, I, I will. I'll have to look yeah, that up yeah. in a moment here. That guy uh, has been an absolute. I mean, Mahomes leans on him so heavily, and that guy still gets open. I don't know how he does. So Travis Kelsey's receiving yards is seventy nine. This is for Fanduel, uh, seventy nine and a half. I I have to look at the receptions here. I'm looking on Fanduel right now. So over under seventy nine. Wow, yeah. it's gonna be he, fun he, for a tight end. I would probably take the over on that too, honestly. So. He, he, he relies on heavily. Nobody can stop him, apparently. So. I know. It's crazy. And the two brothers going at it this it year. Crazy. It'll be oh, fun. Still looking. The Kelsey brother. Uh, receptions, receptions. I'm going to, I'm going to give me one second. Uh, all right. Kelsey, seven and a half. Over. This is over, under. Over. And the under is pretty heavy, heavily juiced, actually. So Over. What does that mean? And they, the the weak part of this Eagles defense is their linebackers. Juiced means like you're not paying even odds. Uh, you have to pay like one fifty to win a hundred or fifteen dollars to win ten. It's not ten for ten. Mm, um, that's what juice means. Over. This is where we learn about sports betting on this podcast. <laughs> um, well, teach me because I so, lose everything. Yeah, but AJ Brown five and a half over under. Dale Scott four and a half. These are receptions, obviously. Mm. Um, Devonta Smith. I don't know if you guys watched him uh, the second half of the year. He has looked. He's that catch he made good. against the 49ers was ridiculous mm-hmm. along the sideline. The catch, non-catch? <laughs> yeah, you're right. He actually oh, wasn't yeah. a catch if they challenged him. but uh, Maybe. Yeah. It was close. Um, but oh. he's been beasting. Uh, and A.J. Brown, remember, they traded a first-rounder for him, and it's worked out very well. Also, it works out for the Eagles that they had another first-rounder uh, anyways from the Saints. So <laughs> they actually have a, still have a high draft pick this year and got A.J. Brown. So. It's a pretty it's good really deal and nicely for them. Yeah. Um, but man, uh, so those are just some of the Super Bowl props. Uh, actually, let me go. The, the the popular ones are always fascinating. How about the uh, national anthem time? Is that still a prop bet? I don't think so. It, it, just because it's so, you only find that in like offshore books, like Bovada or something like that, because it's so books? iffy. But uh. What will be the color of the first Gatorade poured on the winning head coach? Yellow, green, lime is plus 130. Orange is plus 320. And blue is 3 to 1. Red and pink, 6.5 to 1. Water is 10 to 1. And purple is 10 to 1. What color are we going with? Yellow. I go with the yeah, go green. With the yeah, green. Yeah, that seems most obvious because uh, the, the Chiefs also have yellow in their colors a little bit. So. 
<laughs> but yeah. Well, I figure it's the flavor that you're drinking. Like, oh, what? this is a fun one. Will there be a scoregami in this game? If you're not familiar with scoregami, that is a unique score in the NFL that has never occurred before. Ooh. So, like, 39 to 38 probably hasn't <laughs> happened in the NFL. I'm just throwing, I don't know if it has or not, but um, scoregami. So, 18 to 1, there will be a scoregami minus 8,000 uh, <laughs> for no. I'm going to go with a yes. Scoregami. It would have to be a really bizarre score. Yeah. That's so weird. I've never heard that. You mean before, a score that's never happened, happened in the Super Bowl before? A score that's never or, happened in the NFL, period. Oh, in yeah. the NFL, period. Oh, yeah. These odds would be much lower if it was just the so Super Bowl, period. It sounds like it put There's a Twitter put... account with the Scoregami. Uh, they always tweet it out and people go crazy about it for some reason. <laughs> it sounds like something I've to never put heard five but those are some. Oh, so before we go into our predictions for the game, well, I guess this this will coincide with your prediction, actually. So, UJ, you, what is your final score <laughs> prediction? Since you already said who will win. Okay, I think it's going to be like uh, thirty-two to seventeen. I think the Chiefs are going to struggle to score. Mm-hmm. Is what I think. Uh, they're going to struggle mm-hmm. to score, and the Eagles will wear them down. That Eagles offensive line. is freaking awesome i don't know if you've seen in that game uh i, think I was, mean the chiefs have a pretty elite offensive line too on their nah, end, but so. i'm telling you this, this, <laughs> it's not like it's a one-way street in this game it's not a one-way street I, I agree but i just think the eagles are just better i think like like Rudd dog said they're just a better all-around roster from head to toe but i'll tell you i don't know if anybody watched uh i think it was the nfc championship game or the game before that the eagles played there was a they, it was a four, third and one or something, and they did a quarterback sneak. And they showed the camera view was from that camera that flies over the stadium. You know, I was looking down yep. on the play. The Eagles offensive line was like a freaking snowplow. Just went <laughs> and literally pushed the defense back three yards. It, it, was, it was the most beautiful thing to see. If you, if you like offensive line play, it was one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. They just literally like a plow, just was sheer power. I think they're they're just really good. I hate them. I hate the Eagles personally as a team. I hate the whole NFCs, be honest with you. But I think the Eagles are just a way better team this year. So yeah, they're gonna win big. Yeah, they. I would agree with you guys that they have the deeper roster. Uh, but at the most important position in the sport, I think the Chiefs have a big advantage uh so i am actually going to go with the chiefs here in a close one I, I think 27 24 chiefs uh which will also mm. coincide with my MVP, I think. but uh, but we'll go into that in a moment rud dog what do you think my prediction is that the lions will score more points when we win the, the super bowl than either team in this one that's my prediction i don't know uh no i think it's the eagles i, think. I agree with you jay just a better all-around team. It's going to make up for, you know, I don't think Hurts is bad either. I think he he's good enough with his skill set and where he's at and his maturity to, you know, use all the weapons around him and, and including his legs, you know. Like, they're, that's like, they're, they're right now the, the prototype, the model of what I feel like so everyone's going for, like, when you're building an NFL team is a stacked offensive line, a bunch of fast, good receivers, a good tight end, whatever, good running backs, a quarterback who can, you know, pass the ball well from the pocket, but also, you know, be a weapon on himself with his legs, and they have it all. 
they're just a hard team to stop because of that. And uh, then you got defense. They're stacked across the board. Corn, good corners on both sides, good safeties, linebackers, D-line. Uh, <laughs> I just don't see a weakness on them. And, you know, it's football. It's a game. You got to play it. But I just think they have the edge. All right. But, uh, Rudd, you got to give us a score. And uh, I'm on NFLScoreGami.com. That's it. <laughs> And I have for you, every, uh, you can see my screen, right? Nope. Oh, you can't? Okay. Um, okay, hold on. Let me share my I screen for you. Too. You can't see it? Oh, there okay, we now go. you can see it, right? Ooh, it's like a All right. Thing. So I'm on NFL. And if you're listening, I'm on NFLScoreGami.com. You can go to it. NFLScoreGami.com. <laughs> and it will show you all the scores in green that have hit historically and all the ones in white that have not yet in the NFL. So, Rudd Dog, you said that this game will have a score gami. Those are 18 to 1 odds for the Super Bowl. So, I didn't what, understand it before. Now so I what, finally get the stats. So, say, okay, but now that you do, well, I was going to um, say, what so will be the score of the Super Bowl that has not yet occurred in NFL history? Okay. Well, I, all I'm saying is that when you said score, Gami is scoreless, never happened. I thought you meant like a way of scoring or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, a type of touchdown on, from like a certain yards or something. I don't know. Like a unique score. Anyway, but 20 scores, to 11. Like we have 20 to 11. Uh, 18 to 11. Let me see here. Hold on. Let me see. Where's uh, a bunch of whites? 29 to 12. We have 70 to 8. You know, <laughs> what are we feeling? Yeah. I don't see why we don't have to more, three to more zero of the 70s. There's a 70 to 27. I don't know who that. Let's see who that was. Can I see? That it's was in be... 1950, a 70 to 27 score between the Los Angeles Rams and the Baltimore Colts. Wow. I'm to check this. Who said they didn't score back then in the 50s? This is pretty cool. Usually you Very see like three to two scores then. then. Very few shutouts in, in the at Super Bowl. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to go with. Uh, just pick something. Hard. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, just pick hey, something. Man. Who cares? Calm down. You guys are. 12? Is that yeah. good? Don't push me, bro. 32. Winning team 30. So 32 to 10. Eagles. 32 to 11, you mean? No, let's go 12. All right, 32 to 12. That's Rudd Dog's score, Gami. Eagles win 32 to 12. All Four right. field goals. Uh, <laughs> For the Chiefs and four touchdowns and four extra. It's going to be Devonta Smith just going break. off mostly. Mm-hmm. And who thinks? Oh, have you guys be... ever heard of an octopus? Yeah, they're these so animals that live an in octopus. the ocean. They have eight legs. Tentacles. Yeah, they're cool. They got eight legs. An octopus you can bet on too. Will a player have an octopus in this game? That means you score a touchdown and you get the two point conversion on the same drive. Ooh, that is called an octopus on the same drive. I believe the odds oh, for the that are player, thirty to right? one. Last I checked. So mm-hmm. I never heard of it actually when I was scrolling through all these though. Um, but really quick, MVP of the Super Bowl. Mine is obviously Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think uh, you can tell just from my previous analysis. Uh, I think if they win this game, it is on his shoulders. But uh, Rudd Dog, what do you think? I'm gonna go with uh, Devonta Smith. All right, he was 31 the MVP to one of his national championship game. Now he's gonna he's gonna play fully healthy through this game, and he's gonna be the weapon that makes the difference. He's thirty-one to one. So that's if he if he wins, then good 
I get uh, you 31 times zero. Let's go. Woo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> UJ. Um, Mahomes counterpart, Jalen Hurts. The uh, MVP. All right. Mahomes and Hurts are uh, both you're picking plus 130. Mahomes? I'm picking Hurts. What is Hertz He's picking Hurts. Oh, He's picking Mahomes right. as counterpart. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you cut out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So they're both, Mahomes and Hurts are both plus 130. Some more interesting ones. AJ Brown, 18 to 1. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 16 to 1. Um, if you like the defensive side, Hassan Reddick, we mentioned, 34 to 1. Chris Jones on the Kansas City, 50 to 1. So if you think it's going to be a defensive game, then uh, Chris Jones might be really good value. The last defensive player to win it, do you guys know? No. Manti Teo. No. No. <laughs> Damn. He hasn't even played in a Who was ball. it? It's Von Miller. Oh, Von Miller. Yeah, okay. He was yeah. 25 to 1, which is actually pretty low for a defense player, but that was a really good defense. All right, so we're going to wrap it up here. This is our Super Bowl preview slash I'm talking about things that have happened uh, from the end of the season to the Super Bowl here in terms of coaching. Let's hope Aaron Glenn stays around for one more year so then he get the he, he kind of more pick hey, where he wants to go rather than just hoping he gets it. Um, yeah. Because yeah. if he's getting hired, then that means we had a good year. So if he gets if he gets offered this year, he's not gonna come back probably. <laughs> probably. No, no. Probably. I mean, like you don't get those those don't come around more than once very often. Hey, aren't you guys right. curious about how much of a raise Johnson got to stay with the Lions? No one's I haven't seen it published anywhere. But uh I guess he Ooh, got Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson, yeah. I guess he got a nice payday for staying with the Lions. But I'm I, sure he did. I'm I don't sure know. I'm just curious what it is. Aren't you Come back, curious? but at the same price, please. <laughs> I'm wondering if he just understood that, like, the interviews were going to be fruitless anyway or something and th- just decided mm. to use it to leverage for a raise. Nah. I mean, the Panthers were really interested in him. So Interesting. Uh, I just think he had a lot of it, choices down the road. It's such a... He's so young. And he's vote of confidence in what we're doing. It is. Oh, yeah. Very much. Absolutely. And glad owner because oh, I mean that's outside the salary cap, so that comes down to ownership's pocket, the coaching staff uh, salary. So right, good on right. them to keep them in the house. Hey, um, you know I watched the thing recently about Sheila Ford, and she, she's pretty awesome. Like, and it's interesting about why like things are so different now. Like, she's the first Ford owner where this is her sole focus. Like her dad, or like and like her grandfathers, and all the men were all like business owners who own ford auto and like they were you know tycoons she's the first this is her whole thing she wanted to do this since she was like a kid she's been around the culture she went to camps like it was just really interesting that we it, like it makes sense now why she's you know why things are just different because you actually have an interested engaged owner who cares and on top of that she has a really interesting upbringing and she's been kind of groomed for yeah. this it's pretty awesome Oh, yeah. Exciting times ahead. Uh, so and we hope everybody listening has a great Super Bowl Sunday. Um, you know, hey. get your best dips out, best appetizers, chicken, meat, whatever it may be. Chicken. Everyone remember to do your visualizing of of what, when this is the Lions. We need to actualize it. We need to all meditate for at least a good 15 minutes on Sunday to, <laughs> to visualize, to make it come to life. 
And make sure you take the <laughs> day off ahead of time. That's how we make it happen. Get Monday off. Did you guys did you guys see in uh Tennessee that they have a bill? So they're uh they're trying to replace Columbus or trying to move Columbus Day, the holiday. Uh um, oh really? To basically no more Columbus Day, but make it you get off on Super Bowl Monday, the day yeah. after. Yeah. Finally, someone's getting smart. <laughs> This is awesome. Why did old Columbus Day? I don't get no, why you just make have move Columbus Day to the day. I don't know, but that's what they're doing. Uh, it's at least a bill in Congress. It hasn't been passed yet. But what in United States Congress or what you said? No, state, no. Oh, right? I'm sorry, State Congress of Tennessee. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the, okay. It's Another a reason yeah, to move to Tennessee. The Tennessee. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So that's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh, Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Follow us on there. Also, um at uh well i'll give that one out later but right now twitter and instagram follow us on there uh we keep updating that things of that nature um apple spotify regular podcast please download please subscribe please leave a review we greatly appreciate that we love your feedback and thank you to sidelinereport.com yes. for hosting a podcast love we you greatly guys. appreciate them and then of yes. course we want to thank our producer good day good day all right <laughs> not our not our best not our worst yeah. that was all right yeah. uh but anyways sunday everybody stay safe have a great sunday relax uh we'll probably be back in a couple weeks getting ready uh to ramp up our you know, we'll react to the super bowl a little bit any other lions news but really we're ramping up for draft season Ooh. Uh, as it rapidly approaches at the end. My of advice to you all, in the words of the late John Bellucci in the Animal House, my advice to you is drink heavily. <laughs> That's it. Is that a quote from Animal House? Yeah, man. You never seen that movie? <laughs> you remember when they destroyed? Yeah, the I'm just trying to remember. I his brother was gonna be mad at him because he destroyed his car. He goes. I do drink heavily. <laughs> That's what I'm going to leave Listen you to your with elders, kids. on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> drink be, the Kool-Aid heavily, I mean, right? Yeah, but be responsible right. and all that other shit. That's what he did. Didn't, John, didn't he say that in the movie? Didn't he say drink the blue Kool-Aid heavily? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that'll all wrap right. it up for us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, as always, go! Go! go. Alright, alright. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.